Limp nodes, week three. Um, word limp means to walk with difficulty, typically because of a damaged or stiff leg or foot. Um, we've all talked about that the past few weeks, about what it means uh, to walk with a limp. Last week we paid uh, particular attention to that in the story that we're reading about Jacob. And we know a node is a point at which lines or pathways intersect, a branch, a central or connecting point. And you've all probably heard of lymph nodes, uh, parts of the human body and anatomy, about how that uh, it's a, a central point or a connecting point, pathways. And you've probably heard that term, but we're playing on it a little bit and calling it LIMP, L-I-M-P, nodes, for this sermon series. Um, so as Jacob is wrestling with God in Genesis chapter 32, he comes to a point to where that he puts his family and all across the creek, and uh, we talked about that in week one, about how he stepped back and held back on his own and got alone with God, and we talked about how we isolate ourselves sometimes, and that's a good thing for us to separate ourselves, to get a clear head, to get a clear mind, to be able to understand the things of God. And sometimes the busyness of life prevents us from knowing the will of God. Amen? The busyness of life. And I'm sure in Jacob's time and when he was living here upon the earth, when Jacob lived here, it wasn't like today. We are come at from every point in life. And social media is supposed to make us more social, but it actually puts us behind uh, in a lot of ways about, yeah, we know where everybody's at and what they're eating for dinner and all that kind of stuff. But we only put our best face on Facebook. Amen. We try to put off that we're something more than we are, and uh, I think we're all guilty of that. But if we would uh, get out there and put our business out on Facebook, how we knows it'll get taken advantage of, amen? So it's kind of scary. It's like I'm not going to put myself out there. I'm not going to tell everything that I'm dealing with or going through or problems I'm having or, or well, we shouldn't anyway. Some people do, but that's okay. Um you're better off to have a tight-knit circle if you're going to open up. The Bible says to cast not your pearl before the swine. So that means that as you cast your troubles or trials or tribulations that you're going through, you need a tight-knit group of people. Amen. People that's got your best interest in mind. And how many knows there's people out there on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever platform you want to use. They're all out there, and they'll pick you apart. And it's become a real thing for teenagers, uh, the social bullying thing is real it's it's more real to them than actual bullying and getting punched in the face was to our generation so to the young people in the room i i encourage you if you see social bullying if you do those things to stand up for your friends to be the encourager and i know dustin alby has talked about that several times in youth group and it's something that we need and the mentors that's in the room if if dustin alby's uh, allowed you to participate in the youth group and be a mentor know that is a real thing study about that and figure out ways that you can help your kids that you're mentoring with that issue because it's a hot topic issue that's going on right now and it's happening to our kids here at our church that i'm assure you with a group as like dustin alby have there's a diversity there and there's social bullying going on and it's not okay right sammy you see it in school every day the teachers you guys see this you know this it's real Parents that has teenage kids, you know it's real. And if you don't know it's real, you better go to studying because it's out there. 
Don't hold your head in the sand thinking it's going to be okay. Suicide is the number one reason of death among teenage kids. And the biggest majority of that is due to social bullying. It's not okay. Everybody in the room say it's not okay. These teenagers are listening to you. That's where amen would come in handy for them saying, I stand with you. You're part of our church. You're not the future of our church. You're the now of our church. Amen. It's not they're going to take over someday. They're leading now. They led a worship service last year. I loved it. It's one of my favorites of last year. We're going to do that again this year. So teenagers, you got to get ready. It's coming up. Uh, Dustin, I will be helping you with that real soon. But wrestling is something we do with life. And as Jacob was wrestling with life, he got alone, he got apart, set apart on his side of the creek, but everybody else on the other side, got alone with God, and then he wrestled with God. And as he wrestled with God, he told God, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. I'm going to hold on until it looks like I can't hold on anymore, and I'm not going to let go until you bless me. And God blessed him because Jacob wouldn't let go. So if we have a steadfastness in our faith where we tell God, God, I'm not letting go until you bless me. How many wants to be blessed? Amen. The way to be blessed is to hang on, to hold on. He that endures till the end shall be saved. Amen? The Bible teaches us we've got to stay on course whether we like it, whether we don't like it, whether we don't agree with what God's putting us through, whether we agree with what he's putting us through. We've got to hold on. Amen? It's a mess, and he'll make a message out of it. Amen? He'll turn all those things around and all things work together for the good of those that are called according to God's purpose and plan in your life. Amen. So you've got to walk with that and know that and know Scripture and know Scriptures to back yourself up in what God's wanting to do. So as he wrestled and then last week we talked about him limping and how that he walked away changed for the rest of his life. And as Jacob walked away, he walked away with a sense and a realization Oh, look, we got a baby here. Hey, first church service, right? How awesome is that? Look over here. Hold her up, McKenna. Looky here. Oh, first church service. How awesome is that? Uncle Earl's so proud. Look at him. He's proud as a peacock. Great Uncle Earl. Oh, Lord. Earl, you're old. Older, he's older than dirt. JR's a great grandpa, too. <laughs> I don't know what's great, but I mean, that's it. <laughs> Amen. Congratulations on the baby. That's awesome. McKenna was part of the youth group here for years and years with uh, Dusty and Albie, and uh, they love McKenna to death, and now she's got a baby of her own. How awesome is that? I just noticed. I was, you must have been hiding her or something. Was Earl holding her before now or what? I was, okay, she was in the, in the care. Okay, got it. Sorry, that was a bunny trail, rabbit trail, squirrel, whatever you want to call it. I just one of those moments where I couldn't couldn't let it be. I looked over like, wow, yeah, first service, awesome. Glad she's here. So as he wrestled with God and walked away limping, others noticed. How many notice people in your life before you become a Christian as somebody you saw become a Christian and you knew there was a difference? How many seen somebody with a difference in their life? Amen. Amen? For one, I know, I remember when my Aunt Mary wasn't a Christian. I can tell stories about her because we're family, and family gets over it when others tell stories on each other, right? So I remember one time I was a little kid, and Aunt Mary had gotten some kind of trouble, and 
Something was going on and ended up in jail, right? Aunt Mary was in jail. Don't act like some of you ain't been in jail too. Don't point no fingers. It's okay. She's not alone. <laughs> Bubba's sitting there like, oh, I was in jail too. Yeah. <laughs> so jail time is just that. You broke the law, you end up in jail. It's the way it is. Um, so she was in jail, and Mom drummed up this idea that I was her Mary's favorite, according to Mary, always. She always said, you know, Ben's my favorite. Sorry, Howie. Um, so uh, Mary would say I was her favorite. And Mom drummed up this idea, well, let's take Ben down because he's a little kid this big, and he needs to experience jail, so let's take him down and let him talk to Mary. I just got down there, and I looked, and Aunt Mary was back there, and usually she would come and play with me or whatever when I was around her. And here I looked at her, and she was behind this wall, I couldn't get to her, and she couldn't get to me, and it's it's kind of a thing where, the, you know, all I could do was cry. It made me sad that my aunt was there in jail. And, and she tells a story now about how that it, it, it quickened her to say, man, I need to be a better me. It's her last time in jail. I need to be a better me. Why? Because others are watching. Amen? These little eyes that are living in your homes or that come around you every now and then at a family function, they are watching you as an adult. You better pay particular attention to this because God is wanting to wrestle with you to change you to change others. Amen? He wants to change you from the inside out, but he wants to do it in a way where others will notice. He wants a noticeable difference in your life. And as I say that, I... I this week's lesson is entitled Node. So, Leslie, you put this up here, the Node. She's already on it. So, the Node, that's a message title this week, is about the Node. And a Node in, in computer geek world, we got any computer geeks in here? Anybody? Kind of Nerdology 101? Uh, oh, Howie, yeah, he's, he's real tech savvy. <laughs> he can send a text. I mean, he really moved up in the world. He got to be able to text a few years ago. Um, IT, and I'm not a, very much of an IT person, but I know a little bit about it enough to be dangerous. Um, the word node, I, d I didn't know this until I started this sermon series and started digging around the word node and figured this out. So it's new to me, but I kind of understood it before in different ways. But the word node is a point or intersection, just like the Merriam-Webster Dictionary version says, but it's within a network. So a node in IT world so if some kids wants to go into the IT line of work, you're going to have to understand what a node is. It's in an environment where all devices are accessible through the network. These devices are all considered nodes. So if you have a device, you have a node. So how many's got a cell phone? You got a node in your pocket, right? Or maybe you're looking at it for your part of your sermon right now to figure out where you're at in the Bible. Genesis 32, right? We know where we're at in the Bible. So you can look at that. That's a node. So it's an endpoint. So it's a, a connecting point in there. And how many knows if you've got service with AT&T or Verizon or Spectrum or uh, what's the other one? Sprint or any of these other ones? That, what's the one you had a few years ago? The El, El Cheapo version? The cricket? And yeah, so there's all types of different people. Cricket, cricket, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there's all types of different groups out there that supplies 
cellular networks to give you a pathway to information, right? So if you have a cell phone, and maybe it's on Verizon, how many knows whatever you've got that cell phone now, and maybe you've got a smartphone. How many's got a smartphone? All right, how many's got a flip phone? Karen's got a flip phone. <laughs> that's, that's Leslie's mom, by the way. Um, <laughs> shh. Yeah, you're the one. You're the one admitted, Karen. You can't blame. Don't get spread around. It's all self-destructed. It's all self-destruction. If you're willing to admit it, you got to own it. Um, so, whatever you have a smartphone, which is a little bit a step above a flip phone. I had a flip phone forever. I love my razor phone. How many had a razor? That was the best phones on the planet, man. They pick up anywhere. Now, you know, all this technology now that don't seem like they're as good as the Razor used to be. Maybe it's just a mental thing with me, but I love my Razor phone when I first got it. And I remember making fun of people that had cell phones when I was young, you know, about 20-some years old, and everybody out there on the phone. I had a car bag phone. I, I've been around it a long time. How many had a car bag phone? It's cool, right? I'm not talking about the one you took out of your house and just mounted in your car and it didn't work. I'm talking about a literal, a literal phone. I know people did that too. Yeah, that, that don't work. Uh, sorry, you can't hook a line to it drive down the road. It won't work. Um, so I had this bag phone, you know, and then later on made fun of people with cell phones. Like, yeah, what's that? That's junk. I'm not, I'll never do that. And I remember telling people, I'll never have a cell phone. I said it about pagers too. I'll never have a pager. Next thing you know, I'm walking around. But... but Scare you to death, think you're getting electrocuted and all that. But where are you getting your signal from a source, and you have to have coverage and be in the right zone to get that right? And that's something Lewis County needs. We need to pray, amen, <laughs> for Lewis County to have a better signal. You can drive, I don't know how many miles of the double way highway, and about 10 miles out of the whole double way highway, you'll have signal. Going down through here, it's according to which kind you got. I'll have it sometimes with Verizon, and Leslie won't. Then Leslie will have it with whatever AT and T, and I won't have it. So it don't cross over, don't interconnect. And there's different wavelengths, I guess, or whatever, for these different companies to use to get their information out. So you got to be careful of what waves you're picking up, right? But when you get in service area. So if I got Verizon and I drive up there and I stop at the end of Route 8 where it comes out on the Dubway Highway right there at Quincy, I can sit there and keep service all the time. Never goes away, right? It's going to be there. It's just there. So as I sit there, and I, sometimes I have to stop and text and do whatever because whenever I come around the Quincy curve on the Dubway Highway, my service will kick in. I'll be getting my phone buzzing. i got all these texts coming in, emails and stuff from work and everything else. I'll stop right there, and I'll finish what I'm doing, and then I'll drive on home another four miles. Amen. Sad that I can't get service that close to where I live, but I don't. So when you get that service with a smartphone, though, you can turn on a function known as what? To allow somebody else to connect to you. A hot spot. Debo's got it. He's. He, he likes getting around people with hotspot, apparently, because this is people that don't pay for the service? Come on, somebody. Yeah, this this is people that don't pay for the service, but whenever they get around you and they know you've got a phone and they know you have service and they know you can turn on a hotspot, they'll be like, hey, dude, turn on your hotspot. <laughs> you mean I'm going to pay for this and I'm going to get service and I'm going to turn on a hotspot so you can link in and then you're going to drag my speed down? Are you kidding me? 
How many's got a hot spot? How many's ever turned it on? Right? I'll turn my hotspot on. I don't care. I, I'll turn it on. You know, I, it just don't matter to me. I'll, I'll turn my hotspot on. I'm okay with that. I like sharing, right? Sharing is caring. So, not caring like that, but caring, right? So, sharing is caring. I, I got to work my enunciation, uh, my uh, Eastern Kentuckyisms showing through here. So, I've got access to the information with Verizon, right? Now I've got it, I can turn on a hotspot, and somebody that don't have access to the information can have information through me, right? So let's put this in spiritualism. I'm a Christian, I have access to God. Amen? How many knows if you're a Christian, you can pray directly to God, you don't have to go through anybody. You don't have to ask for permission from anybody. You can go directly to God, the source, and get service for yourself. Then, as you are a Christian and you're connected to him, and you can receive information and you're in a zone where that you can hear him, you can get out of network, right? you got to be careful. you got to stay in the zone. So here I'm connected to God. I'm in the zone. Now I've got all this information for my life. I'm a node. Everybody say, I'm a node. Not a commode, a node. It's two different things. I, I, you guys had it mixed up there. I'm a node, right? I've got information. I've got a source. I'm connected. So as I'm connected to God, what can I do? I can turn on a hot spot spiritually. Amen. Now guess what? I'm not just entitled to the information myself. Now it's going to be shared to those around me that's never been connected yet. Are they freeloaders? Yeah, but who cares? Amen? How many want your non-Christian friends, people that don't know God yet, we're not putting them down, we're not saying they're less than us, we're all sinners saved by grace, amen? But as I allow my connectivity to God to be an influence to those around me, amen, you never know who's going to link in. And sometimes when they link in, they're going to say, man, I like this service so much. And I like these feelings that I get so much when I'm around Christians. I want to get connected to God myself. And guess what? They'll understand once they get through you, through your connection to God, because you're going to tell them. They're going to say, well, how much does that cost you? Free. Come on, somebody. It's free. The blood of Jesus cleaning my life and cleansing me of all unrighteousness. And I can't do anything. My righteousness is filthy rags. I can't clean myself up. But guess what? I come to an altar or I come to a place where I worship God and I ask him to forgive me for my sins. It was free of charge. And I'm connected to him through that freedom. Amen. Isn't this beautiful? I'm a note today. Why? Because I'm connected to God through a free choice that I decided I'm going to follow him and he's going to be the Lord of my life. And as I turn on a hot spot, others around me is going to get burnt. Amen. If you're around me long enough, I want you to get scorched by the freedom of God inside of my life. I want the spiritual aspects of my life to ring true to those around me so that they understand, wow, this is a person of God. They've changed. Wow, watch him limp. A limp is not a sign of weakness. A limp is a sign you've been walking with God. And the more we show our weaknesses, Apostle Paul says the strength comes through. Amen? Though I'm weak, he's strong. 
Amen. When I look weak or I appear like I can't get through something, guess what? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. If you believe I can't get through a situation, whatever you're going through today, just look up and know who your source is. Amen. Begin to ask him and compel him to come and wrestle with you and change your situation. And he will. I promise you he will. He'll be there for you. So the node is that. And let's see the next screen there. So we understand. And I don't. I don't women, you're going to have to help me here because I found this slide and I tried to look it up. And I don't know what it is. What is N-O-R-S-O? Anybody know what that is? I think it must be like a name brand of clothing. It's the only thing I can figure, but I can't figure it out. So anyway, we're going to use it as our source anyway. So a root node is the parent, right? So that's like a company, Neuroso. So then the child, parent-child, you would go down to women's wear. You see that? So you got the owner or the manufacturer or the company. Then you're going to go down a level, and we're going to segregate out. And it could be men's wear, women's wear, kids' wear. They, they call it that. I don't know. It's made for children's wear. I don't know. You go in a apartment store, you're going, is there even such a thing anymore? I mean, used to, you went to where? Where'd you go to the store when you was little? Bikers? Yeah, in Vanceburg? You know, we went to Arville Bentley's. Anybody ever go to Arville Bentley's and shop? <laughs> Mom took us to Arville Bentley's and shop. We, we'd go down there. And I, I mean, that, that was a grocery store. But he had some blue jeans back there on the back shelf. And that, right, Lisa, you remember this. You, you know what Arville's is. It's Orville, but everybody called him Arville for some reason. I don't know. So, that, like, there was women's wear. And I, you don't want to go in women's wear. Right, men? If I go through a store and I get turned around somehow and I end up in women's wear, I know I'm not supposed to be here. Amen. I, I'll hightail it and go the other way. I don't want to go in there. I don't want to be around that. I don't, I don't even want to be anywhere close to any of that stuff. It's kind of like that's not my style, right? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, and the Bible even says men don't wear women's clothes. And guess what? Women don't wear men's clothes. It says that. So, okay, stay out of the women's wear, uh, men. Um, so then... Parent, and then there's another level down here. So then you, in women's wear, you can have different segments for, and it could be the same for men's wear, or kids wear, whatever. So then you got another segment down here. It's it's bottoms, which means either pants or a dress or something for a woman. And then there's the other section over there is shoes, and then the other section will be tops. And whatever you're searching for, that's the area you're in, right? So if I if I go to to uh, J C Penney's and I'm wanting a shirt, I'm wanting to buy me a new shirt. I'm not going to be over there wandering around in the britches section. Right? You know what britches are, don't you? That's what my grandpa called them. They called them breeches, though. Go get my breeches on. I got my breeches on this morning. It's these. It's called blue jeans. It's called pants or whatever you want to call I don't know what you call So you go to the area or the section you're wanting. And then if you go down, so they're taking you down this step to get down to that bottom picture. So Neuroso, parent company, then you're in women's wear, then you go over to bottoms, and then you go down and you have to decide, do I want pants or do I want a skirt? And the, and the girl's like, I want a skirt. So you go over to that section and that skirt, and then it takes you down, and then you can actually get into the skirts. I don't know the difference in a skirt and a dress. A skirt is just waist down dresses the whole time. I never wear them. Okay, so there's just some information, man. I, I didn't know the difference. We learned something today. So it's a good day to come to church when you learn the difference between a, a skirt. So say that again. A, a skirt is like waist down. Okay. And then the dress is the whole. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have 
makes it. Huh? Okay. Okay. Makes sense, I guess. Okay. And then there's the whole uh, Gibraltar, but we don't want to mess it up with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about that. So, in that, each section of that connectivity in IT world, they're trying to explain IT world to you here in a, in a terminology that we can understand, right? Some way, I, I'm not very tech savvy. I'm not a, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Corey's buddy that comes here sometimes. Justin, Justin Lancaster. He, he could stand up right now and explain nodes to you in great detail. I'm not Justin Lancaster. I'm trying to do it in a way that I can understand too. So we understand that all these segments, but each one of them is a node, but it connects us through this. And God's kingdom is kindly that way. And one thing I figured out through church and through religion as a whole, as a part of who I am and my identity in Christ, we need to know what node we are. Everybody here is a node, right? We're all node. We're, we've got our, our own individual piece, and we're connected to something. question is, what are you connected to? What network are you on? There's only two networks. There's only two networks in the spiritual realm. It's good and it's evil. It's God or it's the devil. Right? There's only two connection points. You can say, well, I'm an agnostic or I'm an atheist and I don't believe in any of that and I just don't. Guess what? There's still just two. You can be on our island all by yourself, but there's a place for people that don't believe and it's scary you don't want to go there you don't want to be that connect to God because it'll be the best thing that you can do so as we look at this it allows us to see that there is a connected point down through all this that we're connected yes from the source somebody's calling okay the answer machine's on Hope it wasn't God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pastor Wells always said he wanted to preach someday and answer the phone after we got cell phones, you know, and be like, "Yeah, hey, hey, God, how you doing?" You know, just just pretend like he calls you. So I, I could do that today. That would have been awesome. Been a good day for it. So we are connected in in the, in the spiritual realm. We're connected to good as a Christian, right? And we're connected to God. So we're a node, yes. But what node are you? What node are you in? Because in Jesus' kingdom that he set up, the disciples didn't understand where they was or what they was doing. He chose 12 individuals. And he said, come follow me, right? We know the story where Jesus walked out. He went out in the communities and he'd tell Andrew, come follow me. Guess what Andrew would do? Come follow him, right? He'd walk up, Peter, and Andrew running got Peter, and Peter, Simon, my brother, hey, come over here. Guess what? I found Jesus. I know the Messiah. And he would tell Peter, come follow me. Guess what Peter did? Went and followed him, right? James and John, the sons of Zebedee. That we know the story of who the disciples are. That Jesus would ask them to follow him. He, they did. So they are a node, but guess what? Jesus was the connectivity to God that the world had never seen. And we preached about that this past year, about how that Jesus was here, and he was an example us to follow why because he did that 
because he didn't have to, he wanted to. Out of his own self-will, he took our place on the cross of Calvary for our sin when he did not have to. And he showed us an example of how to live a connected life to God. He was a node, but he knew his place. Amen? And we all should know our place. Where are we at in this chart? It doesn't matter. And in this node right here, it doesn't matter. And no, God is on top. Jesus is who we go through, right? So he's there. Then we've got these categories that we're in. How many knows there's different strokes for different folks? Amen? There's different strokes for different folks. There's different styles of worship services. That's okay, right? Every church in Lewis County doesn't need to do the same song set, do the same sermon, do the same approach to a service. We can be different. It's okay. There's freedom and liberty in God to worship God in spirit and in truth. That's what he wants us to do, right? And I don't want everybody that's a Christian to look just like me. Amen? So I'm not going to force my belief system or my thoughts or my intents or my way of doing things on others. I'm comfortable wearing blue jeans up here today with a hoodie on. There's a lot of preachers. Pastor Wells wouldn't be caught dead doing this. He wouldn't do it this way. And that's okay. If he wants to wear a suit every time he goes to preach, so be it. Go wear your suit. It doesn't really matter to me. Amen? There's a freedom in Jesus to be who you are. Should we wear modest apparel? Yes. Amen? I'm not going to tell women, you have to wear a dress. You're going to hell and burn hell if you don't wear a dress. I'm going to say that. I was giving an example. If that's the case, there's a lot of you in here today. <laughs> be in trouble. It don't matter. God loves you. He tells you to stay out of men's clothing section at the store. Don't go there buying your britches. Amen. That's what he says. That's what scripture teaches in the New Testament. But be modest. What does that mean? Be modest. Cover up. You know what's right. I don't have to tell you that. The Holy Spirit tells you that. I love what Pastor Wes Cooper told me one time. He said, if they're tugging, it's too short. So if you've got a dress on, you've got to tug all the time and keep it pulled down, then maybe it's too short. I, the Holy Spirit's telling you that. It, I don't have to tell you that. You know that. So I, I like that version that Pastor Wes said. I thought it was kind of wise. So i got to pull mine up. That's my problem. <laughs> I feel like they're falling off now. So These nodes that we're in, what node are you in? Look at your neighbor and say, what node are you in? I don't Is she a node? Is that like a nerd or node or yeah, yeah, nerd? Okay, yeah, uh, nerd. I th that's what node are you in? It's where are we at in God's kingdom? And there's no big I and little you in God's kingdom here. It's Him, then it's Jesus, then it's all of us. Amen. But Jesus chose twelve people to lead His church when He left. He trained them for three years. And discipled them for three years of ministry to show them what to do after he left. They didn't understand really the lessons they were getting. 
And sometimes in our life, the experiences that we're having today, we have no idea the lessons that God is teaching us now for somebody else to know later. Amen? Amen? And as those disciples learned the lessons of Jesus, whenever they was afraid on the boat and Jesus woke up and got the crud out of his eye looking around, what's going on here? Oh, it's a storm. Oh, peace be still. How many knows the 12 disciples learned that lesson? It's like, I don't want to be in the boat alone. Amen. I'm glad Jesus was here because we're going to die tonight. These were fishermen. They knew what boating was. They knew how to get out of a storm. But that night, they was in trouble. But Jesus, being on the boat, made all the difference in the world. Another time, it tells the story in the New Testament about Jesus being on the shore and tell them, go on, go on out. Head on out there. I'll be over in a little while. This is a big lake. It was an ocean. And he sent them out in the middle of it. And they got out there in the middle of another storm. And guess what? Now they're out here alone in a storm. Now what's going to happen? Oh, no, I'm alone. Jesus ain't in the boat with me. Guess what? You look around and you start getting afraid and you're saying, I don't know what to do anymore. Guess what? Call on him. Amen. Where will, will he come walking? I think he will. And guess what? The story is that Jesus walks on the water. Amen. And he walks up to him. And he said, why was you so afraid? Haven't you learned the lesson that I'm going to be with you in the midst of your storm? And even though it may seem that I've abandoned you and I'm not close enough right now, I'm going to come walking when you're in trouble. I'm not going to let the devil take you out. Why? Because I've blessed you to be a blessing. What node are you in? And what I'm saying is, have you turned your hot spot on? Have you turned your hot spot on? i got to quit. I got a lot, a long way to go. Sorry, we're about done though. Next slide. How many's ever watched this movie? Mary looks like she's watching right now. She got her Mr. Miyagi headband <laughs> on. Uh oh, Debo got a side chop there, karate chop, uh, Judy chop. Yeah, that one guy on on YouTube, the Judy chop. Mr. Miyagi, he's awesome, right? I love Mr. Miyagi. When I was a kid, I mean, I was, you know, you, you get all that going on. Come on, somebody. We're in wrestling mode here, right? So here's Mr. Miyagi quotes, a couple of them. Leslie, next one. Lesson, not just karate only. Lesson for whole life. Whole life have balance. Everything be better. That's my best Mr. Miyagi. So karate is not just about karate only. Right? It's for your whole life. I'll put it to you in Christianese. Church isn't just about attending a service on Sunday morning. It's for your whole week. Amen. Amen. Know your place. You're a node. You can turn the hot spot on if you want to. But you can live this crowded life, and it's not about fighting. It's not about bragging, going out and saying, Man, I wrestled with God last weekend. Woo, yeah, I come out victorious. He blessed me. Amen? It's not about that. It's turn your hotspot on so others know, amen, you can be blessed too. Amen. You can walk in the blessing of God. And some people ask me sometimes, well, how have you made it? How are you a little country hick coming out of Lewis County and make it where you're at today in your job? Guess why? I've got the favor of God on my life. Amen. I am walking in the abundance of God. Why? Because he favors me. I'm one of his kids. I just want to turn the hot spot on where others know. I don't have to be stuck in the middle of a mess. I don't have to live my whole life in lack and wanting and nothing. I've got abundance from God. And if I've got the favor of God on me, guess what you've got on you? Amen? Everybody said, I've got the favor of God. 
Amen. I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. I've got favor on my life. Amen. The God of heaven looks down and smiles upon me. My life has changed. I'm limping, but you don't know what the limp come from. Amen. My hot spot's turned on. So, I like this one. Never put passion in front of principle. Oh, never put passion in front of principle. Even if you win, you lose. Mr. Miyagi. Look at that face. Man, he's stern, ain't he? He's pretty focused. How many's ever put passion in front of principle? What this is saying in Christianese, I'm, I'm applying all this to Christianese, right? We're not living according to his word. We're living according to our will. How many's ever done something you wanted to do that you knew God was telling you not to do? Anybody guilty? We always lose. Amen? Anytime we walk outside of his word and walk in our own freedom, liberty, and do what we want to do, we lose. It's just automatic. Next slide. No such thing as bad student, only bad teacher. Teachers say, student do. Grind. Wax on, wax off. Wax on. Everybody do it with me. Wax on, wax off. Now let's do it at the same time. <laughs> One's one way, the other's the other way, right? You can't, it's not, it's not that. You know, you get, you get out of balance. It'll get you out, and then the next thing you know, you fall over. You got you to equal it out, right? Wax on, wax off. Okay, so nothing, no such thing as bad student. You know, some people will say, I can't teach you a bunch of harebrains nothing. Come on, grandparents. Bring your kids over, your grandkids over, and try to teach them something. Next thing you know, I can't wait till they go home. It's kind of like all the parents right now that they're back in school. It's like I couldn't wait for the teacher to teach again. I'm tired of that. I can't do that kind of math. Amen. Come on, somebody. It's the truth. But there's no such thing as a bad student. The kid wasn't the problem. The teacher was the problem. And I think one thing this has taught a lot of parents is how valuable a teacher is. Come on, somebody. Teachers are worth their weight and salt and everything. Amen? They're worth it all. Come on, parents. You glad they're going back, right? Go get them, teachers. Sammy, you're more valuable than they're paying you. I promise you that. You can just go tell Mr. Weddington. You guys just go tell Mr. Weddington, hey, I'm worth more than what you've been paying me. Pastor said so. I'm a node. Amen. What node are we in? So, okay. I think it's the last one. Sometimes what heart know, head forget. What can we do a uh, Christianese out of that? Did you come to Jesus because you felt him here? Or did you come to Jesus because you felt him here? Earl, a few short months ago, troubled, perplexed, didn't know what to do. Life changes happening all the way around Earl Brown. Him and his wife out driving around and his kids at home, they didn't have no idea what Dad was going through. His wife didn't even know. Earl looked over at him and said, I need to go see Ben. It didn't wait till Sunday to come here. 
They come pulling up our driveway. They come in and sit down on the couch. And I got to pray with Earl. And Earl come back to the one that created him. He lost connection to the service. And he said, I want to get back to where that I can feel him again. I want to feel him in here. I don't care how much I know here, as long as I know I got it here. Amen. Come on, some Christians in this room. I got to feel God. I got to know he's real. Amen. I got to know he is touching me. I got to wrestle with him until I walk away knowing, man, what a difference that's made. I know somebody around me is going to tell. I know somebody's going to see, man, what a God that person serves. What a difference he's made in his life. If you knew the Ben Carrier I knew, and some of you do, I was a train wreck. But God touched me, and I had no idea that he was going to use me to touch you. Because I was a person that was too ashamed to talk in front of one or two people. I was too embarrassed to even stand up and talk in a class. Mr. Harmon made me one time, eighth grade. I about died. I thought I was going to die of a heart attack. <laughs> Happened for Howie just a few short years ago, too. He didn't wait to church service to come here. Come pulling up my driveway. Sat down on my couch. He was grew up in the same Christian home I did. He'd come and attended church here for four or five years that I've been pastoring just because he wanted to support his brother. And I'm glad he did. I love my brother. I'm proud to be his brother. I love him with everything I've got. My sister too. My mom, my dad. I love all my family. brother come up the driveway that day and he sat down and he sat on the couch and he said I don't know how to pray think about that he grew up his whole life in church come and listen to this hoodlum brother of his preach for five years and I hadn't taught him how to pray and sitting there on my couch and tears falling from his face to the ground I just pray with him just like I always pray with people and I told him just like you got to call mom you better call her. And if you could have heard my mom's voice on the other end of that line when my brother picked up that phone and I rung the number for him and handed the phone in his hand and he called and said, Mom, I got saved. Do you think her heart leaped? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that good? Yeah. What node are you? Yeah. Mom was an node. I was an node. Mary's an node. Everybody's an node. We can make a difference if we will. All we got to do is turn our hot spot on. Tabby, you got a good one, I promise you. I know I pick on him, but you got a good one. Amen. Let's all bow our head. This is good stuff. What note are you? Oh, yeah. Close your eyes, bow your head. Everybody here. I want to ask you a very simple question. What note are you? You got to know your place in God. 
And I want every person in this room to know that you know that you know that you're a Christian. That you're connected to Him. And if you've never prayed that prayer to ask God for the salvation of your soul, of your mind, of your spirit, it's very simple. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I give you my life. I turn my will over for your will. I'm a sinner and I need saved by grace. And he'll do just that. There's no special words. There's no special prayer that some people say the sinner's prayer. It's just your heart to God telling him, I'm broken. I can't fix myself. I need you. He'll do that. I promise you. So if you've never done that, I just encourage you right now in your own way. And it's not words out of your mouth that you have to say out loud. It can be in your mind you saying, Jesus, save me. I'm lost. He'll do it. If you make that decision, if today's the day that you're saying, man, I need connected to God. Everybody here, heads bowed, no one looking around. Is there anybody here who will say, that's me. I need that, pray that prayer today, and I am. Today's the day I'm changing. That's you, just lift up your hand. Say, I'm changing today. I'm accepting Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I'm changing. A real tangible way. Now everybody here That you're a Christian That you're connected to God That you felt him today That something leaped on the inside of you And it felt like your heart about beat out of your chest During this service And you know that God is asking you To turn your hot spot on That others around you Would recognize the God in you The hope of glory If you're here today And you're saying man I'm ready to do the God thing, and I'm going to turn him on in my life so that others will see him through me. And I'm willing to be that node. That's you. I want you to lift up your hand. If you're a Christian, say, I'm willing to turn it on today. I want to be seen and recognized as one of God's kids, of his disciples, that others will be connected to God through me. Amen. Thank you for those hands. Awesome. Awesome. Hands all over the room. Awesome. Awesome. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And God, I pray for every person here, Lord, that has maybe prayed the sinner's prayer. And Lord, for those that are saying they're willing to turn their hot spot on so others could see you through them. God, become a reality in our community through us. Let us be the change makers, God. And God, let us see others come to you because of something that we've done let us make an impact for your kingdom let us be a blessing in everything we say and do let us walk according to your word in Jesus name I pray everybody says amen